Hello, this is Carrie Pike, creator of Carrie Bears, and you are listening to Something to Hold On To, episode number 61, an interview with Cindy Denovant. Short, but for forever. Always her love, the love of her life. She talks about her sweet husband. Enjoy this episode. Thank you so much for joining. I have a good friend, Cindy Denovant, with me today. And Cindy has had quite a year. It has been a crazy, crazy year. And I won't start to cry yet, but. Right. (laughs) Cindy lost the love of her life early this year. Wait, when was it? It was January 23rd. Yeah. Yeah, already. And then right after, she lost her parents. Right. My dad passed away um, on the 29th of January, and then my mother passed away right after my husband's funeral on the 6th of February. I do not know how you have done this. Like, I know yeah. you haven't. Like, I know. <laughs> Wait, it's what? hard. You I don't think you get a choice. <laughs> you, know, you don't get a choice sometimes in life. You have to, and you just have to try to make the best of it. But it's been a, it's been a long year. It's been tough. And but, here we are in November, yeah. and the first of everything. Yeah, the first of everything is, I think, the hardest, right? I don't know. I mean, they're all hard, I think. Yeah. But... It's just, you know, learning to get into your new normal, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And it's always a struggle. But for me, it's trying to just remember the good and everything mm-hmm. that I had so that I can stay focused on the positive, I guess. Yeah. You know, but it's been it's been a challenging year to say the least. But yeah, I, I just miss them. I miss them all. Oh, uh, I know. But you know, my parents being older, you you understand that. Although you don't like it, and it's hard, and it's emotional, and I miss them. Yeah, I understand that one. But the hardest one was my husband. When Greg passed away, I don't know. That was just unexpected. Totally completely unexpected. unexpected. Can you yeah. tell me his name? Gregory Roland Denovant. Greg. Gregory. Did you call yeah. him Gregory? Yeah, at times. Yeah. I preferred Greg, but sometimes yeah. Gregory just was fitting. Yeah. So you're like, Gregory, <laughs> come on. Yes. <laughs> okay. And you met, I mean, tell on me match. how you met. On Match? Yes. Okay. We met we'll on do match. a little blurb for the uh, no, <laughs> advertisement. Just kidding. <laughs> Match.com. Can you believe that? No. And you both, I mean, you look so young, but you both had lived some lives. Oh, yes. We both had a full life before we met. And And then you've met your perfect match. Like, really? Yes, the perfect match, totally. For sure. He was the love of my life, always will be. And, you know, I'm so, although it was short, I'm so grateful Mm. that we met then and had what we did that five and a half years it was amazing how like how did you match like really like what what drew you to him you know that's interesting um you know I think it was you know you go through the different profiles and what I what's really was interesting to me was just you know his background a little bit Mm, he had lived a lot of lives um you know he sure did like when you would tell me okay so Cindy and I know each other from insurance stuff, right. but then mutual friends, cute Nicole and yes. everyone, and we'd see each other at meetings and whatever, but, right. um, but this, yeah, but then when we started doing bears for your yes. cute husband and we did so many, so many bears because, <gasps> because I have, he, he impacted so, so many, many lives. lives. That's the thing. Yes. That's what I kept thinking. Oh, he must have a gazillion grandkids or kids or something. Right. But They're all... he never had children. Always wanted to, never yeah, did. Yeah. And, um, but he was loved by so many. He was a, a man that couldn't quite decide on what to do for life, what career. And so he did them all. <laughs> he oh had gosh. so many careers. And um, this is why I thought he was so fascinating because here's a man that really lived his life. He, you know, when he was a young boy, he was totally into Boy Scouts, became an Eagle Scout. He also was um, into rifle competitions and was absolutely so excellent that the military came after him because of his expertise. Wow. 
and he actually won the president's top 100. Um, Tell us what that is for people who don't know. So, you know, it's being able to shoot accurate without all the bells and whistles. You know what I mean? Like, you know, these major, you know, amazing scopes that help you and all this. He was able to do do it on his own eyes yeah, and skills. Wow. And he was... Um, nobody had broken his record until, like, I think it was back in t- the year we got married, 2015. I could be wrong on that exact date. But by a woman who um, he actually helped train. What? Yeah. So, and he, so he's carrying forward this Yes. Huge it is funny because he's skill. always like, go figure, it was a woman. And I'm <laughs> like, well, you know, that sounds about right. And he just laughed. He was so cute. But he loved it. He loved the fact that she beat him. And he he was grateful to actually be a part of her, you know, skill setting in that. But, yeah, yeah so he won that award, which was big. And he held that title for, for years. And I don't remember exactly it. But I want to say it was like 300 yards. Wow. That's yeah. a long way. You know, it's an extremely I'm long like, way. So football field. Like, Three. Three of those. Yeah. Three football fields. Accurate shots. Yeah, accurate shots. Wow. And I think you have to do it in so many, you know, a a few times. And they check everything. Like, they check your equipment, you know, that you shoot with just to make sure that you're not using anything that you shouldn't be. So, it is something to be really, um, it's it's quite amazing. Like, I mean, it's not something that comes very easy. Yeah. And very few people earn that. And like I said, he was the one, he, he held that title for, I mean, years. 20 years or so. Wow. And like all of the United States or whatever. Yes. Yes. Holy yes. cow. Yeah. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. <laughs> and that was just the beginning. I yes. Mean, that's just the beginning. I mean, he, yeah, because. And then what did you do in the military? Like he, he, was, to... he, he was, he, he was a part of the special forces. He was a sharpshooter, obviously. Yeah of his skills in the ship and he was in there for 18 years and what, he was for, a battalion what? surgeon um the 19th okay here in utah the 19th special forces with the army army that's mm-hmm. what i was wondering yep what? army what branch yeah. yeah he was in the army and um loved it hmm. loved that um he then you know was also a medical doctor and worked for the emergency department here in Utah. He got his degree at the University of Utah. Mm-hmm. And he was a doctor, I think, for 31 years now, if I remember correctly. Um, he got his degree in 1990. So he has done, he was amazing. I mean, he loved it. He did love being a, a doctor. medical doctor. Yeah, he was an emergency doctor here at um, LDS Hospital and Intermountain IMC yeah. in Murray. And they loved it. Emergency room is intense. Yes. Like yes. he must have had some calming yes. something. Or oh, yeah. be able to just he... jump in and do it and yes. be fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For wow. sure. He has the ability to um, be very calm. I've never seen him get anxious or upset or anything. He had a way of being able to keep things calm. And he can manage stress extremely well. Which I think is why he's done so well in all aspects of his life, right? Yeah. I mean, everything. Yeah. And then he was also a, you know, a pilot. And he's sold plane parts and. This doesn't happen to people. Right? I know. He had a lot of, um, yeah, he's done a lot of things. So he was a pilot and medical director for SkyWest, which we know because that's here in Utah, yeah, which right. is exciting. Yeah, I know. I We've been that. on the account probably yes, all of right? us at one time or another. <laughs> yes, exactly. So that's kind of exciting. And he loved that. He absolutely loved the people that he worked with there mm-hmm. and he loved doing it. And, um, and then he was also, you know, the medical director for a lot of cities and fire um, districts here in Utah, as well as in California. And then he was a medical director for California State Parks, which is another love that he had. And I think that's where he really impacted a lot of young men and women, um, training them to be lifeguards and um, had a huge impact on that entire state as well as 
so many lives and the trainings. He had, um, he had the ability to train. Um, he was a teacher, I guess you could say. He could teach like nobody else. He had a way of teaching that inspired these young men and women. And there's so many that when he passed away, so many called me or sent me a letter or approached me about the impact that he had on their life because of the way he taught. And he loved those kids. And he loved it when those that had passion and a true desire, he really had a way of helping them to achieve what they wanted to. And, and so he put these programs together that really California, you know, having that whole coast, you know, how big California yeah. is. Yeah. And the states and parks, um, he was over as medical director, all the, the lifeguard training and the EMT trainings. And he did a fantastic job to the point that he wrote protocols that they had never had in the past that literally went on to, to save thousands and thousands of lives, which he just earned an award for. So it's pretty special. That is so huge. What a man. Yeah. And we haven't even gotten to you part. No, there's no me part. It's <laughs> yes, him. no, I mean like, but the part that he was with you so oh, much. He, he, he was the love of my life, and I think I was his. I have to say I'm that sure. together, the two of us, um, we had a great connection. And I loved, his, I loved his enthusiasm for what he did. I think California was his hobby. Mm -hmm. You know, I think he loved to go there and work with those young men and women. And he, they were his family in so many ways. And when life would be stressful here, because as you know, the ER room can be very stressful and although he loved that, um, loved it a lot, it was very stressful. And so there were times that it was like, okay, it's been really stressful. You really should go to California, you know, go there and be with those that you love and, and do something where you feel like you have a bigger impact. And so he would. And so, yeah, it was, he lived, lived a pretty amazing life he was between amazing. the two. And he continued to do those three jobs till he died. I can't so. even believe this. So, and this award that he received, that you, did you receive it in his honor? Or did yes. he receive it? You I received, received it in his honor. Yeah, oh. it came out this, this spring. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty awesome. And was that on the beach? Was that the one on the beach? Or no, no, that was, um, that was a little different. No. Um, was that a memorial? That was a memorial for, for him. him. Yeah. where they had three of the different cities come together along with the state parks and they did a big, big beautiful memorial for him that I was like super surprised about. I had no idea it was going to be to that degree. I didn't know what to expect. I almost felt bad because I had no idea it was going to be as big as it was, but um, <laughs> he was such a, he had such a big impact. Oh, he had a huge impact. And they yeah. were going to celebrate him big. Oh yeah. I mean the California state parks, um, they lost probably one of the best mm -hmm. that they've ever had. And I, I can honestly say um, if I was to find him in heaven, I'd probably find him there. Absolutely. He went straight there. <laughs> he loved it. Aww. He loved working there. And, I'm so sorry. He I loved love working it. with the, the young men and women there to train the lifeguards and, and the there is such a brotherhood there mm. that um, they will forever be part of my family. I remember you saying something, and I can't remember all of it, but after he passed, they came to your house. Oh, Are my they, gosh, yes. The very times, at yeah. The kind of, uh -huh. At the very beginning, and then oh, also yeah. when you had to clean some stuff out. Weren't they oh just, like, here? They were like, They're we right are here. your family. Yeah. They, um, it's so amazing because, honestly... The brotherhood and um, that he had with them was like nothing I have ever seen in my life, ever, <laughs> seriously. So when Greg passed away, 
um, they had to have special permission to, because of COVID, of course, you know, this year it's been crazy. So they had to have special permission from the governor to pass over state lines. And they had to have a special letter written and said that they can pass here, come over here and, um, and wear their full uniform and, you know, even their guns and everything. So they were in their class A uniforms. So I wasn't sure. I thought maybe, you know, for a five might show, well, they had like 28 that to got these funeral? letters that came to the funeral. Um. And it was quite, um, um, amazing. I, I could not believe the impact that he had on so many and what they all did to get here. Some drove and some flew and drove and flew and like mm. hours to get here. And, and, but the love that they had for him was like nothing I've ever seen. Like, I mean, just true love. I mean, it wasn't just like, oh yeah, he's a great guy. No, it was a love. It was a, a bond that you just don't see very often unless it's family, right? Yeah. And I think yeah. it was Greg's family. Mm. And They were his kids. Yeah, they were his <laughs> kids and his brothers. And it Aww. was one of those amazing, amazing things for me to be able to witness. Mm. And yeah, and then a few months later, I had to clean out Greg's hangar. He has this big airplane hangar um, in North Salt Lake. And I had to... And it was pretty overwhelming. Me and my sister and a friend of mine, we were going out there every week to weekend to go through everything and try to organize. But it was so overwhelming. I remember coming home one night thinking it's going to take me at least two years to go through everything. It was just too too big. It's several several thousand um, square feet. Square right? feet. It was yeah. huge. So I was pretty overwhelmed and. Um, I remember one of the lifeguards called me and was just asking how I'm doing. And um, it was Enyo, and I said, oh, Enyo, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm doing fine. I'm just kind of overwhelmed. I'm really tired right now. And I kind of had told him what I had been working on. He goes, oh, don't worry about it. We'll come out there. I'll get a bunch of the guys, and we'll come out there in three weeks. What? And I'm like, no, I mean, it's okay. You don't need to do that. I, I just was being honest with him. You know, I didn't want yeah. him to necessarily come out and do anything. And he goes, no, Cindy, really, he goes, we want to be there for you. We will, we will come out. So I thought there'd be like, you know, two or three that came out. Now we had like eight or nine, 10, something like that come out. It was crazy. They all come out and then some of them brought their spouses and then they brought their kids. And I think we ended up having like, I don't know, 18 to 22 people staying here in my home. We had them <laughs> laying out on the beds, on the, on the couches, air mattresses, whatever we could throw together. And they came out here and we literally went through the entire hangar in two days. We organized, we cleaned out, we mopped the floor, we did everything. I can't even tell you. And I remember my sister, <laughs> in such awe with me as we were standing there like, oh, can you believe this? I just, I can't believe this. We can actually see the, the floor and everything's organized. And she turned to them and she goes, who are you? <laughs> she goes, who does this? And they go, we do. We love Greg, Greg's family, Cindy's family. And we will always be there. And it was just really one of those things where you just go, holy cow. Like, seriously? Who does that? Yeah. I mean, really does that. I mean, yeah. we all want to help people. We all want to be there. And sometimes you say something. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, what can I do? Or, right. And you don't know what to do. Right. I know. They, they got on a plane or they yeah. came. Yeah. They were here oh, for yeah. you. They drove. Some of them drove. Some of them flew. They all came. And they, they had all... a slumber party for two days Yes, we had a slumber party at my house. <laughs> and it was awesome. It was one of the best things I have ever experienced because not only, I mean, they just came to the aid, but they built, you know, something very special in my heart. Mm -hmm. And the bond is now with them as well, with me. And I, I will forever cherish that and be grateful for Greg. I mean... He passed that on to me. I'm, I'm grateful for that. Yeah. So, anyway. You are a part of his life forever. And he oh, yeah. 
made you a part of his extended family. Uh, yeah. That's what he did. I yeah. mean, I know, because right. of who he is. Right. And who he was and who you are together. Yeah. Wow. He was a, he, you know, the funny thing is, is I don't think Greg even had any idea of mm. what love and impact he had on people's life. He went about it just because it's what he did and it's who he was. Yeah. He had no idea. I'm sure on the it's other beautiful. side, as he watched, he was probably in a maze. Yeah, because he was so. Away. Yeah, I think he was because yeah. I Greg is very humble. Mm-hmm. He was a very humble. He never talked about things that he accomplished really or did. I I had to learn a lot of that, and I learned more about him when he died oh. than I ever knew about him because he when didn't he say. Was no, he wasn't. He never bragged. He never really talked much. And he impacted a lot of people. Yeah, so. huge. Okay, so when you first got married, yes. like, and you started learning about this yes. man, even yes. though you knew more after yes. he passed away, like, what were what were your common interests? Like, what because he had all these things going on, and you have a very successful, beautiful right. life, also. So, how did you blend this? <laughs> you know, I think the thing that was made it easy to blend is that he had a passion for his job as much as I had a passion for my job. We both respected each other in what we did. Mm. And we tried to lift each other when things got tough. And like when I knew things got tough here, I knew going to California for him was Was where he he would. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so it was like, just go, honey, just go. And vice versa, he would do to me. And so we supported each other, but we were very proud of each other. We came together because we didn't need each other. It's because we admired each other and we loved each other and we wanted to support each other. I love that. And, you know, I, yeah, I've never had that before. I've never had somebody that really supported my career. It's always usually the women that supports, you know, the man's career and in most, you know. Yeah, traditional traditional marriage life. life. Yeah, Yeah, I guess. And so it was just really different for him to be super, you know, supportive of mine Mm. and always wanted to know about my day as much as I wanted to know about his day. And, um, so we got each other, I think in a lot of ways. And I think I fulfilled things that, um, for him, you know, having a family he never had, he wanted that. And I was able to give that to him. And, mm. you know, I think for me, it was a husband that supported me and loved me for who I was and and really encouraged me to be even my better self, you know? Always yeah. encouraging me to do more and you can do it and always having faith in me. And um, when sometimes I didn't have faith in myself, he did. And mm. that's the part that I would lean on him at times, so... I love that. that. I bet you do. You're like, can, yeah. can you come back for a yes, minute? I need yes, you right now for yes. this little thing that I'm dealing with. I know, exactly. Uh, yes. What was your favorite thing to do with him? Well, or, you know, I have to say, we <laughs> loved to travel a lot. Good. And and explore and have adventures. And, and when we weren't traveling the world um, together, which is what we loved, we loved and had... Where did so you many, go? Where did you oh, go? Well, we went to... <laughs> I want to live through you for a okay. second. <laughs> <laughs> we went to Africa. Um, we've been to New Zealand. And we've gone to Scotland, to France, to England, um, the Netherlands, down the, on the Viking cruise, down through, and then went to Germany. And so Tahiti was another one we went to. And we we loved all of that. And I think... One of our favorites truly was Africa, Europe, and New Zealand. New Zealand. Those were our three probably favorites. We had a passion to try to go back. We wanted to go back to Africa and go back to um, Europe and travel more of Germany and stuff. But I'll do that without him. But... He'll always come. remembering him. Yeah, yeah. I kind of hope he'll come along with me. <laughs> I hope he's always there with me. Yeah, sure. sure. 
What did you love about New Zealand? Because I know you, when I walk in your house, there's this beautiful picture of Greg yes. in New Zealand. And oh. So, and that's, I mean, that's your favorite, you said, Yes, right? we loved it in New Zealand. It was, it was just so beautiful and so adventurous. Like, I mean, all of, you know, big adventures there, but also very majestic. Mm. And we loved the beauty of everything, like just the mountains, the, the people. They were so friendly. Mm. And, you know, they, you, they treat you like you're their neighbor. And like, hey, how you doing? And it's like, you know, oh, we're doing great. Oh, where are you from? You're from the States. And we would have these conversations that were just like we'd walk away and like, oh, my gosh, they're so nice. And it wasn't just one or two. It was everybody. So we, we felt like we were at, at home in this big, beautiful, majestic place that yeah. was magical in, in beauty and adventure. I mean, I jumped off of a bridge on a bungee jump that... You did? I swear I would never do in my entire life. And... Did you do it with him? Yeah. What? It was the craziest thing. Like, I'm not I still, that daring. I am not daring either, and I'm terrified of heights. And so... You know, I'm still shocked today that I did it. And yet, I'm grateful that I did. And for him, it was no big deal, right? Yeah. Because he's jumped out of planes and done all kinds of things in the jungle. Not me. Not me. I've never done anything <laughs> like that. And so, it was a big deal for me. But it was really fun. And so, we did that. And, you know, we went, did some caving. And we did some just fun adventures and some hikes that were spectacular waterfalls that are just magnificent and just the beauty and the people mm -hmm. it was just it was everything you know what i mean it's not just one aspect yeah. it was so many we took a big helicopter ride um and landed on a on a glacier mm -hmm. and that was really fun we landed on this glacier and then they popped out you know some cheese and crackers and champagne and did this big huge spread <laughs> thing and it was really quite romantic and beautiful oh. it was really fun you made memories you made oh, like this the, the few years that you had together which five is is a lot five and a half plus whatever yeah. but you did like you made so many memories that will last forever yeah like you packed it in yeah did you feel like, I mean, did you ever feel like you had to? I mean, you, you both no. didn't think you were going anywhere. No. Oh, no. We just. But then. We never felt like, no, we, we have many plans for the future. Yeah. And, um, but I am grateful that I did have the opportunity to live and do all those things that we wanted to do. Yeah. So we were trying to do everything and just taking the opportunity. And we were blessed, both of us financially, that we were both very successful and it allowed us to do all the things that we dreamed of doing together. Yeah. yeah. So that is so beautiful. And then, okay, so January yeah. 2020, mm -hmm. you, like, we had just been, no, we hadn't even been into COVID yet. Just starting to go we were into just it. starting mm -hmm. COVID. Yeah. I mean, because March really is when, when it really kind of hit. Down, yeah, right. You know? Yeah, exactly. But so this was right before COVID, and then, and then you're shut down. Like, yeah. you're not with anybody. Mm -mm. Okay, hang on. This is that was so crazy. together. Oh. I know. 2020 was a crazy year because we're all forced to work from home. So we, we both, you know, we're working from home. Greg took some time off during the COVID um, when it was really hyphened between March. I think it was March. And I think he was stayed home until like September. So the two of you were like working from home here, yes. or he was. Yes, and so um, he you didn't had travel. his little office, and I had mine. And we would go to both of us. We'd go do our work things, and then we would see each other in the evening. And sometimes, you know, we'd pass each other for lunch and whatnot. But yeah, so we we couldn't really travel. We did a little bit of things like we would go on hikes, mm -hmm. and we did some hiking around. And then outside of that, the um, he decided to go and buy a camper. Okay. And um, he comes home one day and he goes, come and see what I bought. And so it was like in, oh, I think it was the end of August. And so I'm like, oh, okay, what did you buy? You know? <laughs> 
because we couldn't go travel anywhere. He decided we ought to get something so we can go travel. So I walked out and he had this beautiful brand new camper. Now I'm not talking trailer. It was a camper that sits on top of a truck, his truck. And it was beautiful. I mean, it had a slide out, a queen size bed, a shower and tub in there, bathroom thing, microwave, satellite TV. Oh. I mean, it had solar panels. I mean, it was literally state of the art, everything. And I'm just like in awe over this, like, right. And he goes, so what do you think? Well, I was like, well, you know, I kind of prefer, I didn't say this to him, but I was like, first I'm thinking, I kind of prefer a cabin, but this is kind of cool. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, we could do, I this. think we could do this. Yeah. Right. This yeah. could be fun. Uh huh. So I'm thinking, okay, this will be interesting. So I'm like, okay, this is cool. And he's all excited because he loves to go camping. Like that was his favorite <laughs> thing. And I'm like, okay. If you guys are listening, can see Cindy. She is like gorgeous and so put together. And I would not think a camper. <laughs> I know, right? I didn't think a camper. I'm not usually a camping. I'm, yeah, I'm not yeah. a tent or a camper person or a trailer person, typically, right? So it this was kind of a big adventure. deal. This but is exactly. <laughs> it was an adventure, and I knew it meant a lot to Greg. Yeah. So it was, okay. I'm like, okay, we're going to do this. This will be fun, right? Why not? Let's just go. Let's go have fun. So we decided to go up to Jackson Hole mm. and kind of go up through the Yellowstone area and stuff. And we did. And we had an awesome time together. Uh -huh. It was the two of us. We did that in September. We loved it. And it built some other great memories. There's just the two of us. Yeah. And he was so happy. Like, I remember looking across him one night as we were sitting in the camper. I had just gotten showered off and cleaned and just sitting there. And we were just chit-chatting about the day. And I remember just like, he is so happy. Mm. He wanted to do that so bad. And I was like, you know, I'm not, this is not my style. But I am so happy to do it with him because it brought such happiness to him. And I could see it. Yeah. And so I'm like, I that love joy. that. Yeah, I love that. Wow. And so I thought, okay, we're going we're gonna to be, gonna be going we're camping gonna go occasionally. You know, this will be kind of fun, right? <laughs> and, and so that was so, like September-ish. That was in September-ish, yeah. And then you go into the holidays? And or? then, yeah, and then the holidays started to happen. And November, we both got COVID. Oh, you did? Yeah. So he got COVID and got it. And then two days later, I came down with it. He got it from the hospital, yeah. which is, you know, typical yeah. for doctors. Yeah. And at that time, you know, they hadn't really been vaccinating yeah. as much, right? Because they hadn't really come out with it. They were trying to fine tune it and do yeah, all their studies sure. and whatnot. Sure. So that wasn't out. And so he got it and I got it. So we were both homesick with that. <laughs> and um, we lot watched a lot of different Netflix series. Let me just tell you, we are really into all of them. And we would keep each other company during that whole time. We were really sick. Um, after about a week, I gained my energy right back. You were good to go. I was good to go. I was like, it was like overnight, like, oh, I feel great. I'm ready to go. And Greg did not. Mm. He got a little bit better, mm -hmm. but he didn't do great. And I think, you know, that was the beginning of the end for wow. him. Wow. So it was wow. shocking because Greg was always my strength, kind of the guy that, yeah. um, you know, he's a special forces guy. He's yeah. a doctor. Yeah. He's going to live forever. Right. Right? Because that's what they do. They he's have to. Fit. He's ready. Yeah. He's done. Yeah. He's every, you yeah. know, and so it's like, you know, it was, it was, you know, kind of scary at that time, but then I kept thinking, oh, he'll overcome this. He'll bounce back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he'll bounce back, because that's what he does. So by Christmas, what was he like? By Christmas, he was, he still didn't have his energy back, mm. but he was just starting to go back to work again. And, you know, since he had COVID, you know, so he yeah. took off about, oh, I think three or four weeks. Yeah. Um, when he had it. And so we went through um, the holidays and we had Christmas. It was the first Christmas that he didn't have to work Christmas Eve. Wow. And the first Christmas that we had in the morning together. 
since we had been married. He was always at the hospital. Yeah, he was either at the hospital till late on Christmas Eve and or he had to be there first thing Christmas morning. So it was the only time that we actually had both together. And which was really nice. He he had to go to work though Christmas Day, but I think he had to either be there at twelve or one o'clock. So not so right. We, away. Right. So we had the whole morning together <clears throat> yeah. with my kids and um opening gifts and everything. So it was kind of like super special that we had that time yeah. together. Yeah. And we were very fortunate, we felt like, and the kids were really excited that he was there. And then he went off to work, you know, and yeah. didn't come home until late that night. But it was it was a special Christmas. We Little did we know it would be our last, last. with him. But mm. how grateful I am that, you know, he was still able to be with us in a way that he hadn't been previous years. You know, it was yeah, one or the other. It was always timing. a trade-off. It was tough, you know, to... Because Christmas, everybody wants it off, right? Right. And doctors have kids, just too. And so Greg was always the one willing to, you know, take shifts mm -hmm. for others that mm -hmm. wanted to be home with their children, you know, little kids and stuff like that. So Greg was always good about taking shifts if he, if he was asked. Because he's like, yeah, I'm good. I'm okay. Yeah, I don't have little kids, and I understand. And he was good that way. I'm and so, so you know, I was grateful that that, that, you know, last year we were able to have that together. Yeah. Not knowing. You know, I was just thought we were just lucky. <laughs> and <Right>. we were. <laughs> yes. So, so that, so, and then January. I mean, because yep. it was. And then we had New Year's together, and it was wonderful. And we would do walks together at night around the block here. And we'd put on our warm clothes, and about 9 o'clock at night, we'd go for a little walk around the block. And the, the week, um, the, well, it was about the third week of January, we had, no, second week of January, we had gone around the block, and he had to stop three different times. Mm. And I was like, and he doesn't say anything. So Greg never really says, oh, you know, this is, hurting me or I don't know I don't feel good or whatever he doesn't really say anything. he just says I just you know can we just stop for just a minute and I'm like sure okay what well, you know and I'm freezing you know kind of like okay what are we should we get going should we yeah. get going should we get going and I kind of feel bad because I'm like well let's go and he goes well if you need to go just keep going I'm like well no I'll, I'll be are, are you okay yeah and he's like he goes just a minute just a minute and I'm like mm -hmm. all right well by the third time he did that I'm like do you want me to go get the car and he's like, no, just give me a minute. I'm like, okay. And I was really surprising because I'm like, this is not like him. Mm. So then we walked in the door, the front door, and immediately he takes in a, a, a breath of the warm air inside here, the house. And the pain, he says, went away. So then I'm like, what? And he goes, yeah, my, my, my chest was hurting really bad, he goes, it must have been the cold air. And he's a doctor. Right. So you're like, what are you saying here? <laughs> so I'm like, okay. He goes, I think it's my lungs. He goes, I've got damaged lungs. I ha he has had what? damaged lungs from oh. being in the military. He was exposed to some things, I guess, that kind of yeah. a little bit damaged his lungs. I'm not sure exactly what that was. But um, yeah. but anyway, so he thought, oh, I'm going to call my buddy who's a cardiologist and just talk to him a little bit about it. So he stepped into his office and called him and he says, well, that seems a little strange to me because why don't you just come in for a stress test on Monday? And Greg goes, okay, you know, yeah. And so Greg nonchalantly just says, ah, I'm going to go do this little stress test and um, I'll let you know how it goes. And I'm like, okay, not thinking anything. Again, you know, just yeah. living in my own world thinking, oh, he's fine, I think, you know, he's... Well, because he is so strong and fine yes. and does all and, this. And, and he doesn't really tell you much right yeah, and yeah. so he doesn't really lead on to anything and so I'm thinking everything's fine well I guess the stress test he failed miserably oh and so that evening um he's like yeah it's pretty bad they they want they want me to come in for an angiogram and I'm like oh okay and, he, and I go well angiograms aren't that big of a deal are they and he goes no not really he goes you know we do them all the time which they do so I'm like, okay. So I'm like going, should I be worried? And he's yeah. like, no. And I'm like, okay. And I go, when is this? He goes, we're going to do it Friday. And I'm like, oh, okay. 
well, I'll just take off Friday then and we'll go do that and whatnot. Well, so Friday comes along and we did and we went and he had the angiogram, which we just figured he'll have the angiogram, stay for a couple hours afterwards and then we'll come home. We're going to have salmon. Mm -hmm. We're just going to have a nice, you know, mellow evening together yeah. And um, just kind of, you know, rest up from that. Yeah. Well, then the angiogram didn't go so well, and they needed to put some stints in. So they came out and said, hey, they're going to be about another 45 minutes longer because they need to put in a couple of stints. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, well, okay. So I was a little alarmed, but then I'm like, well, they do stints all the time. You know, so many people have had stints and put them in, and sure. everything's fine. Sure. So again, I'm thinking, okay, that'll be fine. And, um, and then they came back about 40 minutes later and saying that, you know, he didn't do so well with the stints. Um, he needs to be, he needs to, we need to rush him into, um, surgery. He needs to have, um, a bypass, a triple bypass. And so I'm like, what? Was someone with you? No. So at that point, my world shattered and I knew it was pretty bad. And so I struggled to understand what happened. And, um, but anyway, so they rushed him in to surgery and I guess he flatlined, um, prior to getting into the, this, into the surgical room and they kept him alive. Um, he went through the surgery and that's when I had called, you know, Enyo, who was one of the lifeguards, of course, guys, to, because they were wanting to know how, you know, Things everything were, was going. Yeah. And I called him, and um, Greg's surgery was five hours, and Enyo had arrived here in Salt Lake. Are you kidding? Oh. Sorry. He was here before and landed at the hospital before Greg actually came out of surgery. I talked about that brotherhood. It was pretty amazing and so he sat in there with me um through the the surgery um in the waiting room and then they came in and told us that you know they tried to you know get his heart to start after the surgery was completed but the surgery itself was successful however um his heart wasn't you know, beating on its own. And so it was exhausted, they said. So they were going to put him on this, I don't think they call him an um, echo thing or whatever. I can't remember the terminology. I apologize. But so they put him on this heart machine that basically beats for him. And they were going to do that for three days. And then they would try and start his heart again. However, because he flatlined and went into cardiac arrest, his lungs weren't working and they were full of fluid, so they, were, they had taken that out, so he was on the lung machine as well. So, um, so then there were a few doctors that had actually, ER doctors that had actually come and waited with, with me in the waiting room so that afterwards they could kind of explain anything that I might be like, I, you know, what I is happening Yeah, what's here. really happening yeah. and yada yeah. yada. And, and then they allowed me to go in and they, brought him out of surgery and into the ICU and Mm. they allowed me then to go see him and um, it was pretty horrific. And as I walked in, the two doctors, ER doctors were with me and I go back and they told me I wouldn't recognize him and I'm like, oh yes I will. Yeah, it's my husband. I'll know who he is. And they're like, well, he doesn't look really quite the same. And so then I was starting to panic a little bit, right? Yeah. And then I walked, you know, towards the the room, and then I saw him, and I said, no, I recognize him. That's my husband. And so I walked in, and he did look like a science project. So many things. It was so many things, so many machines hooked up to him, and... All the machines that was doing everything for him that he couldn't do. His breathing, his heart. There was so many doctors and so many nurses. I, I couldn't count them all. There was that many that was in there and working on him. And they all stopped when I walked in the room. 
And I remember just seeing him and just praying it wasn't true. And I'll never forget, I'm talking to him and telling him to fight and that he had to fight because I can't lose him. And I remember this nurse says, ma'am, and I thought, yeah, I thought maybe I was touching something I shouldn't or whatever. And he goes, um, I just want to say what an honor it is to be here working on your husband. I said, oh, and he goes, if it wasn't for Craig, I wouldn't have gone into med school. He was the sole reason I went into this. He was my inspiration. And I was like, wow, what's the irony of that, right? And others stepped up and say, you know, I've worked with Greg for 28 years. And another one, you know, I've been here for 20 years. And, and you know, everybody was just, you could tell, it was taking a toll on even the whole, you know, staff that was taking care of him. And so I just, you know, prayed that he'd be okay, of course, wanting the miracle. Yeah. And Somehow do fix this. Yeah, Somehow do think. Yeah, right? Yeah. You hear the miracles yeah, out there? Yeah. I wanted a miracle. Yeah. I mean, like anybody would want, right? You want the miracle. Yeah. And, um, but the doctor was... The, the surgeon, the thoracic surgeon was telling me, no, he'll, he, you know, he can come through this, he can come through this. And so I was like, okay, this is good, yeah. right? Yeah. And he goes, you know, we just got to get him through this night. And I'm like, okay, so if we can get him through the night, he can make it. He goes, yeah, that's our first step, you know, so if he can get through the night and he doesn't bleed through, this will be good. And I'm like, okay, so we just take it one step at a time. And I'm like, okay, I can do this then, all right? And... So I went out in the waiting room and I was waiting and I, I would get opportunities every so many hours to go in and see him. And I was, it was getting pretty late. It was about, oh, I think one o'clock in the morning and the thoracic surgeon came to me and cause I was struggling every time I go in and see him and you know, I'd fall apart. Yeah. Um, but you know, he's like, you really need to go home and get some rest cause Greg's gonna need your your energy yeah, and real. you're going to have to have your strength in the morning and you know we've got some things ahead of us and I'm like okay you know maybe you know I said well maybe I'll just sleep you know in the waiting room and he goes you really need to just go get a little bit even if it's a couple of hours of rest and so I'm thinking well, yeah maybe you know so I finally went back into the waiting room and told my daughter and and my um, my, you know, Enyo, who had come the, the lifeguard, and I said, they want us to just go back and rest for a couple hours and then come back. So I think I'll go home and take a shower, and then I'll probably come back. And so my daughter came with me home, and I went um, to take a shower, and as soon as I got out, the phone call came in that we have to rush Greg back into surgery. And I'm like, why? And they go, well, he's bleeding internally and it's crushing his organs. And so we have to go in and do surgery immediately. We need to have your permission. I said, well, well yes, absolutely. I said, I'm on my way, I'm just, you know, I'll, I'll be there shortly. And they go, okay, well, the surgeon will be calling you to talk to you first. And I'm like, okay. So on our way to the hospital, the surgeon calls me and he goes, are you aware of everything? That, um, you know, did they tell you everything? I'm like, yeah, they said that you're taking him back in to do surgery because the fluids, and he's bleeding internally, and he's got a lot of fluids inside. His kidneys aren't functioning. And he goes, yeah. He, he says the fluid is crushing his organs. If we don't do surgery, he'll die. And I go, yeah, that's what they explained, so I'm, I'm good with surgery. He goes, well, have they explained to you everything about Greg? And I'm like, well, I think, I think so. so. Yeah. Right? I've been listening. I'm trying to yeah, get it. Yeah, I'm trying to. Yeah. And he goes, have they taught you about his probability? And I'm like... And well, this is on the no, phone. No, on the phone. I said, no, not really. Okay, well, that's a problem. That's what I, he says? I, yeah, he goes, that's a problem. I kind of figured they hadn't. He goes, 
that's just my beef I'll have to take up after this. He goes, he goes, well, we need to chat. And I go, well, I'm pulling into the parking lot right now. And he goes, great, I'll meet you at the door. So I'm like, okay. So my daughter and I were together. And then I, we had called Enyo and told Enyo that we're going back to the hospital. So he met us there as well. He pulls us into a room, pulls in the cardiologist as well on that floor where Greg was that was over his care and said, I need you in this room to witness everything we're going to talk about. And I'm like, what the heck? This is big. This mm -hmm. is something big. Yeah, something big, right? Bigger than we've already been dealing with. Yeah, kind what? of. I was like, what? What? Yeah. What's, what's, you know, what? And he goes, well, first of all, his name is Dr. Price, and he goes, he goes, I've known Greg and worked with Greg for 28 years. He's a very good man. And he goes, I'm really sorry that we're having, you know, this situation today. Mm. And I'm like, me too. Thank you. And he goes, the anesthesiologist also knows Greg very well. And he sends his condolences as well as we go through all of these things because he knows this is very difficult. And I go, yeah. And he goes, but... He also wanted me to give you a message that he says he will do the surgery as well as I am happy to do this surgery for you. Um, but you need to know that neither one of us feel that we'll be able to save Greg. And I'm like, what? <laughs> he goes, yeah, we do not think we'll have enough of some, something that they needed to make his blood coagulate. And so they were really concerned that he wouldn't survive because they said that he probably would bleed out on the table and die. I'm like, bleed out and die? And he goes, yes, I'm so sorry, Cindy. And I'm like, oh, so what am I supposed to do? And he goes, the problem is, Cindy, he's only had less than a 10% chance of surviving any of this. And I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, it's, he goes, the chances are probably closer to 1%. And I'm like, am I supposed to go for the 1%? And he goes, good question. I go, well, well what if we go for the 1%? I'm into miracles. I'm into Let's try, possibly yeah. 1%, right? Yeah. And he goes, okay, let's talk about that. He goes, if he makes it, Greg will probably be a vegetable. Mm. I'm like, what? This is like news to you. This is right, like, I'm shocked. What? I had nothing. Nobody yeah. said anything about it. He said, yeah, he had, we don't know what the severity of his brain damage is, but he definitely has some brain damage from, you know, his heart stopping, you know, when he flatlined. Um, mm. And so... He's like, we just don't know what that is. And until he survives it, until we bring him back, we won't know what that severity is. It could be very severe or it could be mild. I said, well, if it's mild, like, what does that mean? Well, he'd be about 30% functionable at mild. And that's mild? Mild. Okay. That's the no. best case scenario from that point on. Holy cow. Right? And I'm looking at the cardiologist like, why hasn't somebody talked to me about this? Right. I mean, just to prepare me, right? Right. And, and he's just immediately looking down like, I, this is, I, this this is, is bad. bad, right? Yeah. And I don't think anybody wants to have those conversations. And I, I understood it's that. It's hard. Right? Yeah. yeah. So I said, okay, well, so most likely he'll bleed out. And he said, yeah. He says, but I'll do the surgery for you. And I was like, I don't know. That's, that's hard. He, um, yeah, how do you make that decision? I, I struggled. I said, so if I don't, what's my, what do I do then? He goes, well, then he will continue to have the fluids, um, continue to crush his um, organs, organs, and, and then he will die. Do I have any other option? Yeah. I want said, the other yes. door. I want the other door. And he goes, yes. You can pull the plug. And let him die peacefully. I think that was the hardest thing. And finally, when I was able to really think about it, 
I decided if there was the miracle for him to live, that that would be left in God's hands, and I will pull him off the plug, and the rest is up to God. But I couldn't allow him to continue to have his organs crushed. I just thought that was just horrible. And I didn't want him to die on the table without me being there. Right. Right? Right. Absolutely. And, um, and so that's what we did. And so I gathered my, my children around me and we finally said our goodbyes and um, we pulled the plug. And <laughs> that was the hardest thing to say, okay. Now's the time, I guess. I don't know. How do you ever know? I just didn't know. But I, I, so I did. And um, they told me that, you know, he probably will have a, have some reaction and to be prepared for that, you know. Yeah, just and bodily. That's bodily what happens. reaction. And so I was a little freaked out. And I said, don't get freaked out. That's just natural. It doesn't mean he's, you know, going to come through and be, you know, just, just be prepared. Like, you know, that that's just a normal mm-hmm. So they they turned everything off and and nothing. That was it. That was it. It was peaceful. It was very peaceful. So I asked the doctor. I said, "What time did you What time did you call it?" Because I really couldn't. They were watching everything. Yeah, and you like I'm just watching my husband. Yeah, <laughs> I was just watching him, yeah, talking to him, being there, telling him how much I love him and I was going to miss him. And, oh God. And then um, we called it at 3.33. And so on February 23rd, 3.33 a.m., he passed away. Oh, my gosh. It was February or January? January. 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 Just say January or February. Oh, February. Oh, gosh, no, I get the months mixed up. Sorry, January 23rd, 3.33 a.m., he passed away. Yeah. And then, uh, mm. what I learned though is, since then, as I told people, three 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 is an angel number. Mm. It was always comforting, and He's it's been, absolutely an angel. Three 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 has come up in many aspects of Greg, <laughs> throughout his friends and people that have sent me things to say, and hey, look since what he time this. Yeah, since he died. You know, his favorite song comes on at 3.33 in the afternoon. Or um, or people are saying, look at my room number. It's 3.33. Happens to be, you know. So it's kind of spread around that Greg is 3.33. And, and so, anyway. But I love little that. things I that love- are the, the little light at the end of the tunnel of the little things that... You know, come from all of the sadness, you know. But there you are. You see Greg in the three three threes. Yeah, I see Greg in the three three threes here yeah. and there. Not yeah. often, but occasionally, but I know he's there. Yeah. So I I mean we sat and talked when you brought those all those wonderful shirts of his oh whole my gosh, of yes. his whole life with his California to his military to Yes. To everything, you know, to his adventures. I know. Um but so who many. would have thought? I mean, we didn't we didn't talk about these details, which I guess you just don't in a casual right. conversation. No. But it is beautiful and hard and tender yes. and sweet and awful. I know. It's all it of just, those things. It is. It but. is just it is just so much. And but I I don't know. I'm grateful. I'm grateful I had a part of his life and that he was a part of mine. Yeah. And that was God's gift to me. I think I was very blessed. Short, but forever. Short, but forever, yeah. Forever, yeah. Because you'll get to see him again. I will. I will be there one day. And you will him. have more adventures. Yeah. I will. I can't wait. I'm sure he's, you know, excited for the day that I come as well. And when I do, it will be a glorious time. And until then, I have things to do here. And, and he has things to do there, I'm yes, sure. Yes, I'm sure. There's no exactly. stopping this man. Right? No. He is no. helping someone or teaching Absolutely. someone. Or yes. Something. I do believe that with all my heart. I figure he had a greater calling on the other side. I do. Mm. I just feel like mm. his time was here, was is done, and he has other things to do. And so... 
Yeah. I'll see him one day. Bless you. Bless you for oh, thank all you. you had together and for sharing this because oh. it's beautiful. Thank you for letting me talk about a man that lived life to the fullest and who will forever be in my heart and always be my love. So thank you for letting me talk about him. Oh, I'm proud of him. You should be. And he's proud of you. You had that thing going. Like you yeah. said, Yeah. you together, like dynamite. You just were together yeah. and had... I never met him, but I can just oh, feel no. it. I wish I you had. in this home. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining today. If you or someone you know is grieving and would find comfort in having something to hold on to that is tangible and a part of their loved one's journey please visit our website, carriebearers.com. My book, Something to Hold On To, is also available on my website. These stories of different people in their grief have helped so many find hope. The book also includes a chapter on the making and delivering of the 9-11 Carrie Bears to the FDNY, NYPD, and Port Authority families in New York City. This is Carrie Pike, creator of Carrie Bears, wishing you love and laughter hope and healing.